0: Today, we're going to have a lot of fun with another episode about money, and this time it's going to be about how to price your services. So, you know, I've been asking for you all to let me know if you have any requests about things that you want me to talk about or make any episodes about, and something that comes up a lot, and I get it, is money. And everybody always says, like, money mindset, money mindset, and Money mindset is this huge umbrella term, and lots of things fall into the category of money mindset. And another thing that I know that a lot of you have, I'm going to say angst over, like you have a little angst and you get a little stressed over is how to price your services. And that's that's bundled into the money mindset. It's other stuff too. Um, but there's some money mindset in there, right? Like anything that has to do with money, we're going to say there's some money mindset in there. And then there's also just some, some stuff like about being an entrepreneur. So before we dive in, I do want to say that this whole episode is going to be a lot about how there actually is no way for me to tell you what to charge, what you should charge, what you shouldn't charge, right? That's not my place. And you could ask any of my clients when it comes to talking about their investment for their programs, whether it's their one-on-one services or their group programs or my clients that are more, um, that offer other services, um, like, you know, video services or, or, or copywriting um, or, you know, anything really, that, you know, they will, they will vouch for the fact that if someone like is asking me to say what I think that they should charge for something, I'm very, I'm very adamant about not telling people what i think they should charge and if i think someone is charging something that is literally ridiculously low like if i if i really do think that that my client is really undervaluing their services and really doing themselves a disservice, I will say that, and I will coach them and help them to do what we're going to be talking about in this episode, which is to come into alignment with a higher investment, if that's really what this what what is called for. Um, but I will never tell anybody that I think that their investment is too high. And we talk about how we know if in the moment an investment may be high, or I don't even like to say too high, but maybe too high for the moment, right? Um, And so we're going to talk about some stuff like that in this episode, right? And so it's very important that I start this off with telling you that there's no right or wrong price or investment. Like there's no law, there's no rule, there's no keeper of the investment prices, right? There's no such thing. There's no guidebook, you know, no one, there's no formula. When you're an entrepreneur, and this is like the reason why you are listening to this show is because you are that person that wants your own business. You're the passionate and prosperous coach, creative service driven entrepreneur thought leader and the whole reason you're listening to this show is because you want to have your own business. You want to do things your way. You want to create. You want to create your content, your offers, your program. You want to use your intellect, your intelligence, your expertise to to help other people to provide services that people will pay for. And so one of the perks that comes along with that is that now you decide what that is. No one else is going to determine what you get to make for your amazing services. No one's going to decide what your hourly rate is. So there's a perk to being an entrepreneur, which is that that's what makes it possible for you to have a limitless vision for what you can earn in your own business, if that's what you want. And Therefore, what comes along with that is a little bit of the angst and sort of like uncomfortableness of figuring out what you should charge. And unfortunately, no one can tell you what to charge. And and I'll even go as far as to say that no one should tell you what to charge. But you may want some coaching, some support, some guidance so that you know that you're using smart let's just say smart guidelines, right, for what you're charging at any given time because it's going to change and should change, right, and that you're feeling in alignment with, like, with what you're getting paid for what it is that you do. So there's no right or wrong, but there's definitely work that you can do to help you to keep on this evolutionary journey, because it is evolutionary. Nobody charges the same thing for their services for eternity. Nobody charges the same thing that they started with, But sometimes even like one month later, okay? And we're going to talk about that. So, in this episode, my intention is to share some of the things with you that I think will help you to sort of sort this out, think about it, right? Give you some helpful guidelines that you may find useful. So that's what's going to happen. So settle in because we are actually going to be talking about a whole bunch of things, right? That I think. Okay, and I also want to remind you, I always remind you when I'm about to sort of teach you something or 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 say some really strong point of view things, which if you know me by now, you know it's always full of strong points of view because <laughs> I have no others. Um, but, you know, when you're listening to this show, you're listening to the way that I think about things and how I do things in my own business, and and how I coach the the clients that I work with, right? And there are probably other coaches, other, other people that do what I do, right? Mentors, coaches that say different things than what I say. So I just always like to remind you that, again, there is no law I'm not saying that everything that I say is the rule, right? But I feel pretty passionate about it because it's what works for me and it's what works for my clients and I base the way that I think about things and the way that I do things on a lot of stuff, right? I don't just base it on nothing. It's not whimsy. It comes from a long a long exploration of values and energetic alignment and feeling connected and, you know, like vibes, vibration, as well as some best practices and how to really think about things when it comes to the strategy for your business, which is why I always say like this show teaches you the mindset and strategy that you need to grow, scale, build, start your passionate and prosperous business, right? So what I'd like to do is help you look at the different factors or components that go into deciding your pricing so that you can leave the episode knowing where you might have some work to do. And that work might literally be in your business, or it may be in your brain, right, where you might need some more clarity, what you might want to think about, and of course, most important of everything, what action you might want to take. So let's start at the beginning. We're going to start with a reality, a fact, which is who you are. Who are you? Well, everyone that is here listening is a heart-centered, soulful, creative, your coaches, your helpers, your healers, right? Your teachers, your, you're, 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 the, you're, the, you're the ones that are want so badly, right, to help other people. And what comes along with that pretty much across the board. And I don't want to make assumptions about you. I'm just Basing this on what my experience is with myself too, just so you know, um, is that what comes along with being that heart-centered, soulful, creative person who's in service is some scarcity mindset issues, a little starving artist complex mixed with a dash of assuming that no one can afford your services, topped off with a really nice sprinkling of guilt for charging people anything at all. So does that sound familiar? Does that sound right? It's like it's the heart-centered Sunday, right, of all of the issues that come up when it comes to being someone who would like to get paid for their services. So we're going to get into a lot of that. But the reason I brought it up first is because I want you to see why it would make perfect sense that your initial investment that you come up with for your services would be on the lower side or even extremely low. Like I've I've met clients that when they started working with, working with me I was like so wait a minute like you're just not charging. <laughs> so we're talking that's extremely low, right? Not charging and then you know everything in between. Okay. And so another very common practice, right? When people first start out with that low investment that's based on their you know, scarcity mindset and maybe their own money mindset is basing their investment on thinking about it as an exchange of time for money right? So very often when I encounter people and I ask them like, well, what's your investment, right? Because I mean, I need to know certain things when I start working with someone, especially if they're telling me that they want to make more money or that they're not making money at all or whatever. One of the things I need to know is, okay, well, where are you right now with like what you're charging? Like what's your investment? And very often I don't require an explanation. This is the really funny part is, I don't, I don't need an explanation from you of why your investment is what it is or what it is. But what I hear a lot is someone will tell me what their investment is and then they will immediately feel the need to justify the investment by telling me what it comes out to per hour or like per session right and i'm always like okay like like that's i don't need to know like you can charge whatever you want but i get it i get in the beginning that when you're just sort of like starting out you're like a little fledgling like a duckling and you're like trying to figure out how to walk and then fly and and then you're like i have no idea i'm just going to pull this number out of thin air and pulling shit out of thin air does not ever feel that great, right? I mean, we don't like that. We don't like to feel like we're pulling stuff out of thin air. So, so one of the easy things to do is just sort of like come up. And remember, you're still making it up. Because you can give yourself $10 an hour, or you can give yourself $50 an hour, or you can give yourself $100 an hour, or you can give yourself $200 an hour. So remember, it's all made up. It's all made up, okay? Um, but I get it that you come up with this number, and then you multiply it by usually the amount of sessions that you have or whatever, and, you, and you're and you like, that's my investment, okay? So, so that that's totally fine. You may have heard me talk about this before, and I'll reiterate this just in case you haven't or even if you have, because usually we have to hear things many times before they fully sink in. But one of the few things that you will hear me say very definitively, all right, and I started this whole episode off by telling you that I really don't tell people how or what to charge, but... I'm putting a butt, but one of the things I feel pretty strongly about is, is helping you to get away, especially if you're a coach or, or, have a service-based business to get away from thinking of your investment as an hourly fee, as a by the hour investment. So I do think that unless you're like a massage therapist or someone who's giving like private you know, yoga lessons or something. And even then, I can definitely, I can help you justify not charging by the hour because I really feel strongly about this. But I get it, like certain things, because it's the industry standard, it makes sense to, you know, to charge by the hour, by the session, right? But as soon as you're identifying as someone who's really in the space of transformation, right? Meaning that you are providing a service, that requires more of, like, a length of period of time. It's not about how many sessions, but it's, like, about that this really takes three months, six months, like, for us to really get these results, like... Or if you are really helping someone to, you know, if you're helping to draw something out of someone so that they can then shape it into their, you know, into their website or copy or, or, or all the possible things that you do as a creative where part of your job is to really help someone to get clarity on what they're here to do or to get more successful or change their habits. Um... This is transformational work, right? And so this is all about needing time. This is about results. And it's not really about how many actual sessions, hours, minutes are involved, right? Yes, that's a part of it. That's a part of your offer. But that's not that's not what's getting the outcomes, right? Because what you do, the work you do with the client is... Is a huge part of what the investment is for. And so if you're not owning that, if you're not owning that your brilliance, that your uh, expertise, that your experience, that your unique signature program, that your Transformational process that you've worked so hard to develop and create. If you're not factoring that in and realizing that that's also part of the investment and you think you're just charging by the hour, that's a problem. All right. And so, you know, this is a model of thinking that I have to help you shift away from. Right. And if you continue to think about your services in the model of exchanging time for money. That mindset is actually going to be the same one that your clients are going to have when you talk to them about investing with you, because if that's your mindset, you are energetically projecting that when you discuss your offer with them, even if you're not saying it that way, even if you're not literally saying, and it's it's this much per hour. If that's like what you're thinking and feeling, that is what is going to come through. And they're going to think about that too. They're going to calculate that in their brain. So, and that was a little bit of a tangent about like why I don't want you to charge time for money, but we're going to go back to starter fees, right? And you have to have a starter fee. And a lot of times, right, People people use that model. And I get it. I'm, and I'm not going to fault you for it. I'm just going to say as quickly as possible as you can move away from it once you get over your starter, um, I recommend that. All right? And that's one of the things that people do come to me for. So, like, if this is a big stuck spot for you, right, this could be one reason why you need your own coach, Okay, so so the first people that the first question rather that people ask me is, well, how should I come up with my investment? So I'm going to say something to you right now that you may not like or you may like it, but just get used to it because it's going to be one of the running themes of the episode, which is you just decide. You just go with your gut because whatever your gut is saying is most probably right for now, because. You want your very first investment to feel comfortable or at least semi-comfortable enough because I know that we need a whole other episode on even just like asking people for money, (laughs) okay? But you need your your first investment to feel comfortable enough for you, right, that you can say it to someone without feeling like you're going to throw up or literally throw up, right? And there's great value in starting out with a lower investment because it might be easier for you to get a yes. So even if you're still so far at the beginning stages that your investment is like low and you're like still calculating time for money and your brain and all of that, I'm going to say, great, right, do it. Why? Because there's great value in getting yeses. Yeses help you with so many things. So if your logical brain is encouraging you to make your investment, what I like to call an easy yes, and I use this term, even as you raise your investment, there are times when an easy yes is going to become something completely different. You're right now, if I told you a number that that could at some point become an easy yes for for you, right? Like if right now you're you're at like you're like I can't charge more than five hundred dollars or thousand dollars or fifteen hundred, right? Those are usually sort of like the range that I see people's starting out investments at. Um, and if I were to say to you that if that's your easy yes baseline now, all right? And if I told you that at some point 3,000 would become an easy yes, you're probably thinking like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. But the th- the cool thing is that easy yeses change according to where you are in your business. So right now we're talking about the starter easy yes. And we want to start with the easy yes. Why? Because when you get yeses, first of all, it helps build your confidence Who doesn't want confidence? So the more people that say yes to an investment, the more you're like, woo, this is awesome. I'm on to something, right? And that gives you lots of confidence. The second thing is if you get yeses, that means you're getting clients, you're creating clients. And those early clients, even if they're the ones that are paying like, you know, less. And, you know, it's so funny because I've had clients who I'm working with as my client, who um, when they, you know, first started with me or before they started with me, they were charging something very low, we'll call it, for them, right? Because there's no, we can't compare what's low for one person is high for another. What's high for one person is low for another. It's really important that you keep that in mind. You can't base your investment on what other people's investment is, even if you look at someone and you're like, they do the same thing as I do. If they charge less than you, it would be crazy for you to lower your investment. And if they charge more than you, it would not be crazy for you to raise your investment, but it would be smart and important for you to raise your investment by being in alignment with that. And, and, and that's where we're going today. That's one of the places we're going, okay? So, but it's very important to remember, the only reason why knowing what other people charge can help you at all is A, it can help you feeling like you kind of know maybe some of the range or the spectrum of, of, of what people charge within your same industry or niche, right, whatever. And for the ones that are getting more money than you, right, right now, You can see that as what's possible for you. So if someone's charging like three times as much as you for, and again, there's no such thing as the same exact service because no two people have their same zone of genius and brilliance. Your brilliance is unique and yours and someone else's is theirs. So even when we say, but I do the same thing as them, you don't. There's no way two people can do the same thing in our field. That's the whole reason why we get to do what we do is because we're all unique, special, talented in our own way, right? We bring our unique gifts and skills. We bring our experience. We bring our story and all the stuff that you've ever done, all of your things that you've gone through. That all has to do with how you deliver your amazing work. No one is you. So that's just a little PSA also for like if you ever are thinking like there are too many coaches or there are too many this or too many that, too many people that do what I do. No such thing. There's no such thing. There's room for everyone because no two people are the same. No, None of us do it the same way. And that's why it's so important for you to have a niche. I know this is not a niche episode, but you know I'm always going to kind of bring it around and, and remind you that the, that your niche helps you and it sets you free because it allows you to just know with total confidence and conviction, like who you're talking to and what you do and what your message is. All right. So anyway, um, so you get to work with clients, right? Even if you're at a low, oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So I've had people come to me who you know, like, got those first few clients at a really low investment, and then they want to raise their investment. And then they ask me, but, but I, you know, so and so wants to renew with me. And now, you know, th- now my investment is this, and they paid, they paid that, and that's not my investment anymore. What do you think I should do? And I'm just telling you this because I'm like, I'm free flowing right now on investments, and I'm going to share with you that. For me, Stacey Brass Russell, I do not raise people's investments. So if someone renews with me for the rest of their life, <laughs> there's a good chance they're going to be paying the 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 original <laughs> price. Um, you know, and I have a few clients that have been with me a really long time. And I'm not going to lie. Like, they, they pay less than people that started working with me much later. And that's just biz, you guys. Like, that's biz. I'm sure that, like, I invest— in my own coaching or, or invest in stuff that other people pay something different for. Um, so th- let's just say that. Um, and so, you know, do I think that like raising your investment also means that like you now have to look at those early early investors and think that now they didn't pay enough. I don't think you need to do that because there's such great value in the in the people that stick with us and that renew and that don't want to leave because we build so much no love and trust with them. They become a great source of referrals. So in a lot of ways, you end up making money because you're, you're, you're original people that love you so much and that started working with you before you had any social proof or anything established and they stuck with you and now they refer you and they give you testimonials. So let's never, let's never not look at the great value of those clients that paid like a really low or your starter investment, right? So easy yeses are really beneficial. Yay, we want that in the beginning. And We also know that, like, we're going to evolve, right? And so, then the next biggest question that I get is well, when can I raise my investment? How will I know? When is it okay? And the answer is technically right now, whenever you want. (laughs) It's always okay. You get to do whatever you want. Now, I get it. I know you don't like that answer because you want to know how, right? You should know or feel like you did it with some strategy. Nobody likes, as I said, pulling stuff out of thin air, right? And I know that, like, you could technically feel like a jerk if you feel like you're just randomly charging, right? If you're just, like, pulling numbers out of thin air. So now we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, what are the thoughts that go into your investment, raising your investment, like, you know, what, what to like when some strategy, like what goes into that thought process. And then we are going to talk about some of the stuff that is related to money mindset. All right. So. First of all, like, as I said, one of the things that we want to move away from is thinking about our investment as exchanging time for money. And the reason why that's so important is what I said earlier. It's that you are not just providing a service, right, that is like in the moment, a service that, that, that just exists in a poof, right, and then disappears, you are a transformational expert. You are someone who helps people to to get outcomes, to get results that they're not able to get by themselves. And unless you do that in one session, now, if you do it in one session... I don't care what you charge. I mean, I know people that charge $1,000 for one session, right, to work with them, right? Um, So again, I don't really know that that's thinking of things as an hour. I think it's thinking of things as like, what am I making available to this person in this time that I'm going to work with them? And what outcomes are they going to get? based on what I'm able to give them or share with them in terms of that which will help them experience transformation. And so usually that's your – you have some exceptional skill. You have some sort of a signature process. You have you have something, knowledge, tools – information, transformation, exercises, work that you are giving, you're giving them, you're using your intellectual property, you're using your intelligence, you're using your genius, your experience. There's no price on that. You set the price on that. So so when you work with people for three months, six months, whatever it is, you know, it's important that you, that you can really think about what you're really giving them besides your time, okay? So that's the time for money thing. What's another thing that you take into consideration about when to raise or whatever? So my theory is after you get a lot of yeses at any particular investment right? So you have an investment, whether it's your first one or you've raised it, maybe you've raised it two times um, or a lot more times. My theory is a good time to think about raising your investment is when you've been getting a lot of yeses at the current investment. And if your gut (laughs) and your feeling inside is saying that you feel that you would like to be getting paid. You want to give yourself a raise, basically, right? Like when people get raises in their in their jobs, it doesn't come with a job change. It doesn't, it's not always like, well, if we're going to give you a raise, but you have to take on more um, responsibility. I mean, that's a different title, right? But when you get a raise at a job, it's not like contingent on that in order for you to get the raise, you actually have to do more, It's that you're getting a raise because it's an acknowledgement of that, like you are doing an amazing job, that you're getting great results and you're being, and you're being rewarded for that and being like your value goes up. So there are a lot of instances where your value will go up as, as the expert that you are. So what are the things that like make your value go up? Well, first of all, if you, as you become more and more experienced and more and more, more and more great (laughs) and greater at what you do, your value goes up. You have more proof. You've got more people showing up for you. You've got a full roster. Your value goes up. Now, does that happen instantaneously? No, but can it happen rather quickly? Like when you have conversations. And you know that I'm a big talker about conversations because a big part of getting a client to invest with you is in the conversation that you have with them, whatever you want to call it, your discovery call, eventually a sales call. And so how you conduct that call is important, right? And that's going to have a big factor, effect, effect on you getting yeses, right? Is that conversation. But When you've been getting a lot of yeses, when you have a lot of clients and whatever, your value may go up and you may feel that inside of you and decide that you want more. So that's that's the justification. You don't need another justification. You're giving yourself a raise. And as a matter of fact, if any of you that are listening have not given yourself a raise and you have gotten yeses at your current investment, then I declare that you're going to give yourself a fucking raise right now. It's done. You gave yourself a raise, okay? So even if you go up by, like, 10 bucks, give yourself a raise. All right, now, what's another thing that, like, that we feel helps us to feel into or determine our investment, your offer. So, you know, if you, I think I've shared this before, but I'll share it again, which is my offer, right? My passionate offer, when, whether it's that people work with me one-on-one or they're in my group program, my offers are like high value. And what I mean by that is I can't do anything half-assed, and, I've, and I'm not really – I'm not – at this time, I don't really feel like it, it doesn't feel in alignment for me to, like, put a lot of limits – and I've done episodes on this – to put limits on, like, on, on my clients' access to me or on what – how I'm going to support them. Like, the people that I work with – They, if I'm helping someone to grow their business, if I'm helping someone to do new things, if I'm helping them to put together a group program or figure out their content or figure out their niche or, or get discovery calls or get clients or, or figure out like what their workshops are going to be or what their challenge they want to do or what all of that. I can't say, well, you're only allowed to ask me about that or let me know about the progress of that on our sessions. I feel like that would be cruel. First of all, that would extend people's results. It would take so long for people to get results. And I don't want that. I want people to get as fast results as possible. And I know that in order for people to get fast results, they need to be in action working on shit between our sessions. And they don't, my clients, don't want to be out working on shit without me. Right, that's the whole reason they hired me. They want me, and they're you know. So, so if we have a session, and then I'm like, okay, now go do this, and then I'm like, but, but you, but you cannot ask me about it, or we're not going to talk about it till the next time we have our session. That I feel like an asshole, and I just want you to know that I've been in coaching like that, not one on one, but I was in a in a group program, a mastermind. And I really hate, like at the end of the day, I make the choices that I make for my business based on my own experience and what I want and you've heard me talk about this, right? I want support. If I'm working on something, I want to know that like, if I want validation, if I have a question, if I want, if I need a, if I need to like find out how to do something that I don't know how to do, and I didn't realize it while I was, you know, in the coaching call, I want to know I can find out. I don't want to like sit on shit and wait. And so I don't want my clients to do that. And so I know what my offer is, right? When people come to to talk to me about working with me, I'm very, very transparent about the level of service and generosity that they're going to get, that they're going to have like a lot, basically unlimited access to me and that I'm going to be supporting them like between sessions. I'll I'll support you every freaking day if that's what it needs, right? If that's what you need, if that's what you're doing. And so therefore, my offer like comes with a certain price tag and I feel completely justified because of what I'm offering, because what because of what i am providing i'm providing a container i'm not charging by the minute i'm not charging by the hour i'm not charging by the session i'm charging for like hey listen i'm going to come into this complete partnership with you and i'm going to really be i'm going to really be as generous as i can with you i mean obviously i have certain structure like how many sessions they get or whatever but you know so i i'm I love my offer i'm happy with it i've set my business up in a way where you know, listen, I do give my clients a lot and I work a lot i 'm not the coach that's going to tell you that like I work four hours a week um it wouldn't be possible for me to do that and deliver the level of service that I want to give so when you hear people saying that that 's all they work, you need to question whether or not that they you think that they're delivering service the way you want to deliver service. Don't be fooled by, like, by that. And if you are a coach, you probably know that there are people out there who give coaching a bad rap, and some of it is what we're talking about right now. It's that they made an investment, and then they got bullshit, bullshit support, right? And they didn't actually get what they needed. They really didn't get the the kind of support and help that they needed to really get them to the next level and that's usually because you can't you can't do that in like a sporadic way all right so that's another thing that you base your investment on is your offer how valuable do you think that your offer is right if you're if and and we have a whole episode on this okay but like if you're like more concerned with like with the limitations on the offer if you're more concerned with like what the client only gets or, or you know, or doesn't get, then you're never going to feel like you can raise your investment and you're going to feel shitty about it. And I'm not saying that you have to, like, therefore, you know, have no boundaries, have no logistics. I am not saying that. I have all of that. But I do think that, like, focusing on how much value, how much can I make this person feel that by making an investment in working with me, again, the investment's not in me, it's in themselves, but it's to work with me to get what they want. Can I feel that my investment amount, when I share it with them, my offer, can I feel like, oh my God, like that, that sounds like something really worth paying for. And that's one, that's another way that you come up with your, (laughs) with your investment, right? Now, Another way that you come up with your investment is like, you know, like I said earlier, your experience and the demand for you, right? Which goes back to like after you get a lot of yeses. The yeses part is like a confidence thing too. And then this is really about like as you get better and better at what you do, like like you're going to feel intuitively like you want your investment to go up. And I'm going to tell you something about investment prices and you might think like that I'm making shit up. But you're probably in this moment, if what I say triggers you or you don't like it, I'm going to guarantee you it's just simply because like there's a limiting belief that you have or there's a little part of your brain that we have to like, like we have to get in there and uh, like untangle it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. People associate higher investments with more premium service. And when people make a significant investment in themselves, they show up totally differently. So first of all, and I'm not saying you should arbitrarily raise your investment just so that it seems like your premium, but all I'm saying is very often people associate if someone is a really established or really great at what they do they know that there's going to be a higher investment than working with somebody who's less experienced or who who maybe isn't like I don't know. I think everybody's got skills. I think everyone's got, like, what they're great at. So I'm not going to say who isn't as great, but who's different. And some people need that, like, higher level of expertise or experience and know that, like, that's sometimes what signifies that that's who this person is. Now, do I think you should be a jerk and take advantage of that and, like, jack your price for no reason? No, I don't. And I can't do it. Like, I'm not in alignment with that. But it is important for you to remember that that if you are worried about what other people will think about your investment, and we're going to talk about, like, legitimately whether or not people can afford your investment. but But if you're worried about raising your investment and, you know, not, and, and, and what other people will think of that, here's what I'm going to ask you to entertain. They might think that that means that, like, you're really good at what you do <laughs> instead of them thinking that you're like some jerk who made up your prices, which is your own story and your own fear. All right, what's another way that we, that we think about our investment? And this is not all about raising. This is also just about the investment, okay? Um, who's your demographic? Like, who's your audience, And I've seen this happen with some people where when the investment was lower and they were getting the easy yeses, they didn't have to be quite as specific about like who was really going to benefit from their service. Because when you have an easy yes, one of the things that happens, and this is a true story, is when you have an easy yes, you have a wider pool of people that are going to work with you because obviously there are different economic (laughs) factors that people have different amounts of money. People are able to invest at different levels. Different people are able to invest at different levels. So it is true that there might be an instance where your original or early investment, you get a bunch of yeses. And when it comes time that you want to raise your investment, You want to raise your investment. You're like, I know that this is worth more than this. You may find that that same pool of people now become no's. And here's the tricky part. That could happen for a variety of reasons. One reason could be that now you need to shift into, like, attracting a different demographic And it doesn't mean that you have to attract people that are have more money. But what it may mean is that you have to attract more people that really have an urgency to solve the problem that you help solve. When your investment is lower, you may get people saying yes that are like, it's not urgent for them to solve the problem. But since it's not that expensive, they're like, yeah, but I'll pay to to do that. When your investment goes up, The next thing that is required is that the people that you're talking to are really in your niche, meaning that they are the people that really want what you're offering because they need it and they are ready big time. And it's not, again, it's not about you pulling one over on them and charging them more, but it's that if you want to make more for the amazing work that you do, you may end up finding that you actually have to find people that are more serious than the ones that invest at a lower investment. Another thing that could happen when you raise your investment and you start getting no's is that, and we're going to talk about this in a moment, is that you, even though intellectually this is what you want or what you desire, that you are not energetically in alignment yet with that offer. And two things can happen. And this has all happened to me, you guys. It has all happened to me. So I am telling you this, like, not only because I know it as, like, a master-level coach, brain science expert, how your brain works, like, how your energetic body works. I'm not only coming from there. I'm also coming from this is – I can only teach you with absolute conviction what I know because I've experienced it. And so here's what I'm going to tell you. Sometimes when you raise your investment, not sometimes, every time you raise your investment, it fucking feels terrifying. It is terrifying the first time that you say that new investment, whatever it is. It could be $1,000. It could be $10,000. Okay. It's terrifying when you say it for the first time. You're convinced that no one's ever going to say yes anyway, right? It's terrifying to do it. And it's very possible that you will get a no or maybe two or maybe three. And that is not necessarily a sign for you to lower your investment again. Sometimes it's a sign for you to meet that investment energetically. And that's the work we're going to talk about as we wrap up the episode. Okay. But there's a big but here. And this is what happened to me once. Okay. So... I raised my investment at one point, not for the first time. I mean, like probably like, I don't know, the fifth time I'm like thinking about the number that it was. And I raised my investment and I got a bunch of no's and I was really feel, you know, I was like, okay, let me look at this. Like, let me, let me really feel into this. I'm not going to just make an assumption that like, I can't have that investment, right? Let me just feel into this. And I made a decision to go back because it was a few, it was like three no's or something. I made a decision to go back to the previous investment that I was so aligned with that like I had all yeses for like a while. Because this was like, I think if I'm remembering, it was like one of my scarier jumps. And um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to get yeses again. <laughs> First of all, because I would like to create some more clients. And second of all, because I want to like rebuild that confidence. okay. And I did that, and then when I went to raise the investment to that number, I started getting all yeses. So the reason why I'm sharing this is because this is so personal. It's so complex. It's not just a formula. It's not an external thing. Yes, you have to take into consideration your audience, your offer, the demand, your experience, um, you know, what you offer, all of that. Yes, that's part of it. And then there's this whole other piece of it, which is the inner alignment, the energetic alignment with you seeing yourself as someone who is continuing to expand, continuing to grow, continuing to get better and better at what you do. And this has everything to do with your future self. So before we wrap up with future, okay, I wanted to share one more way that you can really think about your investment. And, you know, we have an—maybe you don't know. I always assume that everyone's listening to the episodes in order. And yet, I know that's not true, actually. So I don't know why, like, I have this part of my brain that just keeps assuming. It's a—I'm a very, very— um I'm very, very uh, organized, and and you know, you know that I'm a, I'm a I'm like a reverse strategy person, and and so I'm always thinking that everyone does everything in order, <laughs> but I know that's not true. So we have an episode called Six Figures is Just a Math Problem, and in that episode, I talk about how insane I think it is that there are so many business coaches out there that all they fucking talk about is how to get you to six figures, six figures, six figures, six figures. And they try to make it seem like it's no problem to make five figure months and this and that. And they just talk about money, 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 money all the time. Now I get it. Like you might care. Like you might want to know that your business coach can have a six figure business. I think that's probably smart. Like, like if that's what you want, But if you don't care about having a six-figure business, then what the fuck do you care if your coach makes six figures? Like, if you don't care about that for yourself, why would you care about that with your coach? Okay? You just need to know that your coach actually knows how to make the amount of money you want to make, right, in a way that you'd like to make it, and that they are actually a business coach, meaning that they can help you to do that too, not just because they can do it. That does not qualify somebody, just so you know. All right? So anyway, um, But this whole thing about six figures, six figures, six figures, and then all these coaches that are saying, like, that it's all this woo stuff, and they've got the codes, they downloaded the codes, and they're going to give them to you, and they're going to unlock your potential, and I'm like, okay, you know me, I am totally into mindset, I'm totally into alignment, I'm totally into energy, I'm totally into the universe, I'm totally into the laws of attraction, I'm totally into manifestation, I'm totally into abundance, like, literally, I'm equal that as I am anything else. But what I'm going to tell you is that that is not what, what, how you get to six figures. That is part of it. And then the other part is that you have to do math. So your investment, okay, times the, the number of clients that you would need to have to make what you want. That's a math problem. So when it comes to deciding what your investment is, if you have the idea that you want to make six figures, okay, we'll just use that. If you have the idea that you want to make six figures and you don't want to raise your investment and your investment is like $1,500 or $2,000 and you don't want to raise your investment, but you want to make six figures, you've got a math problem because you would need to work with... Um, you know, almost 100 clients a year in order for you to make six figures. That is a freaking lot of clients to create at 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 a $1,500 investment. Maybe I don't know, I didn't do the math. Maybe it's like 70 something clients. Okay, that's a lot of clients. Not only is it a lot to find and create, it's a lot for you to be working with, don't you think? Like, I don't know any coach that can, I, I personally energetically have discovered that like my sweet spot, Of what I can, what I want to offer a day in terms of sessions, whether it's my group sessions, you know, or my one on ones, like the combination that I, when I look at my calendar schedule, I like to see four things four things, four sessions. Some of them are two hours. Like my mastermind that I, that my clients are in is two hours. My, um, out of overwhelm program, that's a two hour call. My currently I'm teaching a course called prosper. That's a 90 minute call. So those calls combined also with my one-on-one clients, my sweet spot is four. a day where I have five. I'm like, whoop, that's going to be a long day. I do it. I do it when I need to, but, but I aim for four. And what that means is that I can't work with 50 people at once. And I don't even work with my clients every week, just so you know. So part of your offer also has to do with like how frequently you see people. And you need to look at that when you're thinking about your investment. If you want to make six figures, do the freaking math. How many people can you work with at once? And therefore, what does your investment need to be? It's a math problem, you guys. Like you can't just make six figures because you're thinking about it. You can't just make six figures. You can't just manifest it. You've got to do something, right? So, so that's another way that you think about your investment is it's a math problem. It's not an hour for money. It's not time for money. It's a client for money, <laughs> right? What is that investment? How many people would you like to be working with And what investment does that need to be in order for you? Also, just think about this. You can't be a great anything. I know I keep saying coach. I've made this disclaimer before where I'm like, I know I say coach a lot. I just need you to sort of like plug in um, wellness professional, you know, thought leader, uh, you know, amazing, amazing deliverer of services, um, you know, creative, whatever that is. You can't be great for your clients if you have so many clients that you're burnt out. You can't be great. You can't deliver the level of service that you need to deliver if you are low charging and having more volume. That's not a good model. You owe it to your clients to show up for them um, in amazing, with energy, with focus, Able to give them your 100% attention. To be present. To give them everything when they're with you. And if you have too much going on, you can't do that. So that's another part of this whole investment thing. What do you need to charge in order to show up for the people that are paying you and working with you? Showing up for them at 1,000%. That's what they deserve. That's what they're investing in, especially if you're a coach, but really if you're anything, okay? And so I want you to think about that when it comes to like how many people do you want to work with? How much money do you want to make? You have to think about how can you show up as your best, absolute best self, because your client deserves nothing less than that. So, that is definitely part of the equation, part of the calculation. So, those are all of the different ways that I think you can use to come up with your investment. And now, here's the final piece anytime you raise your investment, anytime, no matter what, no matter, I'm almost five years in, well, I'm four and a half years into, no, I'm not even five years in. I'm like four and a half years into my business, um, right? Every time I've raised my investment, um, look, I've raised the investment for my group program for Out of Overwhelm. Out of Overwhelm started out as a a $2,000 program, and then it became, over the years, gradually, it became a $5,000 program. Now, it was terrifying for me to raise that investment. But I added more value to the program because my values and my integrity are that if I see that my people need need more, I'm going to give it to them. And so, like, in this cohort of Out of Overwhelm, everyone had more one-on-one coaching than I had ever given before because I felt that that would make them have even better outcomes and better success. And therefore, I had to charge more for the program. But I felt in alignment with that because I knew that the value that these clients, these students we're going to get was going to match that, that that's how I could give them their best experience, their best outcome. So every time we raise our investment, we as the individual need to come into alignment with it energetically. And sometimes what that requires, right, is for you to do some work with your brain because your brain doesn't like unknown. It doesn't like change. It doesn't like not knowing, like, you know, that's the version of unknown, but it also doesn't like things like not knowing the outcome of like, you know, if I raise this investment, it doesn't have a guarantee of getting a yes. The other piece of the unknown is not about getting yes, but it's also like how to do it. Right. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. That's the brain will come up with that every single time. I don't know how, I don't know how I want to raise the investment. I don't know how, I don't know how to have that conversation. I don't know like what I would say differently. I don't know how to right. And so your brain is going to be like, you know, literally short circuiting and you have to do work because what you're actually asking yourself to do is step into the next version of yourself. Every time you raise your investment, you're actually calling on and you're calling on a part of you that is ready for more. You're calling on that part of you that sees your future, that part of you that knows that you're here for great things, that part of you that knows that you're here for impact, that part of you that knows that you are abundant, that part of you that knows that you can have what you want. And that is very scary because when we call on that part of ourselves, it's like we're speaking to a part of ourselves that we haven't spoken to yet. And she's there, he's there, they're there, but we haven't been in conversation with them yet. And so we have to have that conversation. Whenever you want to raise that investment, you have to have that conversation with that future you that's going to ask for that amount of money, with that part of you that's going to step up, that's going to come forward and be the one to deliver that offer, It's a future you. It's not present you yet because you haven't done it yet. And so there is work to do where you really ask yourself, like, what is someone who charges that much for their services? What is that person thinking, feeling? What do they know about themselves? What are the actions that they take? You've heard me um, say this in some episodes where, you know, I have really been working on a seven figure CEO mindset. And what that means is I ask myself, you know, because I don't know how to make seven figure. Well, I do. (laughs) But, you know, I don't know because I haven't made it yet. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like to do it. I don't know what other work it's going to involve. I'm not really sure. I'm going to have to do different things. I'm going to have to take different action, right? And so I consistently ask myself, well, what do I think a seven-figure CEO would do right now? Like, what decision do I think they would make in their business? Um, What do I think they would invest in? What do I think they would pay for? These are the questions I ask myself. And this is the kind of work you can do for yourself when it comes to raising your investment. What is someone who charges this much money, what are they thinking about their services or about their the value that they provide or about um the, the about other people even. Right because one of the things that keeps you about keeps you from raising your investment is the idea that no one's going to pay it. So what do you need to be believing about other people in order to raise your investment and come into alignment with believing that someone will say yes, you actually have to have that belief, even if someone says no, you still have to believe, but there is someone who will say yes. So, you know, do you have to factor in all the other stuff like who's your audience, demographic, like what your offer is, what your service is? Um, Yes, that all should matter. You can't like just like arbitrarily charge, you know, people, you know. And if you do, if you're like if you're raising your investment and your demographic is really off, you you know, who's going to work with you? So you either have to like change your audience, like grow it differently, or you do have to come up with. Like either a different investment or, and this is for another episode, this is when we justify having a variety, not when you can't get an, oh my God, I just did too many things at once. When you have consistent yeses at a certain investment and then you raise your investment and you stop getting yeses and you decide that, like, your current demographic are the people that can pay the lower or the last or the, you know, the old, whatever you want to call an investment, and now you're not finding the people that can that can come into a higher investment, sometimes that is a good indication of how to shift your model where you start trying to find the people that can pay the higher amount. So you do have to change your audience. You have to really expand and, 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 and look for different people. And you can still serve the original people by f- starting a group program. So that is, I'm going to actually like kind of like use that as like our grand finale. That is a very great indication. You've created lots of one-on-one clients at one investment. You want to raise your one-on-one investment and you're getting no's and what that tells you is and then you're worried you're scared you're like but i don't want to leave my original people behind because i still love them and i they need me and that's probably true and so that is an opportunity for you to say okay i'm going to come into alignment with a higher investment i will need to look for some new people i do have to find a different level of 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 person whether it's a different economic, you know, whether they have uh, different resources or if they have a a bigger problem that needs solving and I need to, like, really find those people, right? And since I know I have people at this other investment, I can still serve them by creating something that's a group because we generally charge less for our group programs than we do for our one-on-ones. So that's an interesting twist for the end of our investment episode, right? Because you've heard me talk about how important it is to create one-on-one clients at your investment, right? And to really feel like you've nailed your yellow brick road system. Attract, serve, convert. You're doing that. You're doing it well. You're raising your investment. And then maybe you start diversifying, right? So, That is what I wanted to share with you today about investments. Now, what I didn't do is tell you that you have to do it a certain way. There's no formula. You could decide, you raise your investment, you get a yes, you're like, "Ah, I got a yes, I'm going up again. You know what? No one's gonna stop you. You're the only person who's gonna know when you're in alignment with an investment and that is that you're gonna look at, are you getting yeses? And even if you're getting noes at first, you're gonna know that that might mean that you have to come energetically into alignment with future you, right? And you're going to give that a chance. And then every once in a while, you might find, okay, I wasn't really coming into alignment with that. So I'm going to go down a little. And it's a fluctuation. It shouldn't fluctuate a lot. You should not lower your investment constantly. You shouldn't go up, down, up, down, up, down. That is not good. That's a mindset thing that we would have to work on. But I think from this, this episode, you kind of get where I'm going with this, okay? We're not talking about like wild fluctuations, but what we're talking about here is really paying attention to the fact that like this is your business. This is you being in alignment energetically with yourself, with your offer, with your mindset around money, around what people are investing in. And this is the work of being an entrepreneur, you guys. This is part of it. And anybody who's telling you that like, it's, you know, easy peasy, you know, I mean, I don't want to say it's hard. I don't like to say that, you know, but it's, but it can be. And that's okay. This is your work you have to do this work if you want to be successful. I end every episode. (laughs) I'm like, if you want to be successful, if you want to have your passion and prosperous life and business on your terms, you have to invest the level of work into it that it takes. And that work is not just literally showing up for your clients or creating content. It's also the work that you have to do on yourself and that you have to be willing to go through the discomfort. You have to be willing to Go through those up levels because up levels are rarely comfortable. They can be horrible, actually, and you've heard me talk about that. So that's what we have for today. I hope this helped you. And as always, please like. Let me know. You know whether it's commenting to me on social media or shoot me an email, send me a message somehow. Let me know what helps you. Let me know what I can offer you. If you want me to try to think of create an episode around anything, I keep making that invitation to you. It's real. It's it's genuine. Um, and otherwise. I look forward to being in your headphones um, next week uh, with the next episode, um, and I will sign off. I am sending you all the love. And you know, I always say this in the end of the show, but I really do believe this. Like, life is hard so what are you going to do about it? And the answer is you have to just wake up every single day and decide to take aligned action in your passionate and prosperous life and business. Even when things are hard, even when you're not feeling it, even when you're not in total flow and things are not perfect, there's always something you could do, even if it's just reframing a thought or having a moment where you remember how amazing you are. I will talk to you next time. Bye.